Hi there, welcome to another episode of The Heart of a Youth Leader, weekly podcasts and YouTube videos to inspire you, the the youth leader or the children or family worker in your church, to uh, make sure that our heart is in a good place, that our relationship with God is, is the most important thing that we can nurture and tend to if we're to see children and young people come to know God for themselves. I wonder how you're doing. I hope you're, you're doing okay. The sun is starting to shine, which is really encouraging, isn't it? Hopefully it's going to stay uh, and not go away like it, it unkindly did a few weeks ago. I've been thinking about the word amazed recently. Uh, my daughter brought it up to me uh, a few weeks ago. Um, she's 19 and she's doing a Bible uh, college course at the moment. Uh, and she said, Dad, did you know that Jesus was amazed? Uh, and I was like, wow, that's really interesting, because I know that there's lots of times when the disciples were amazed and people who heard Jesus was amazed. But this idea that Jesus was amazed. Uh, and then the same story came up at a trustees meeting of Thrive we had recently, where one of our trustees shared the story of the centurion's faith. Uh, and it says that Jesus was amazed at his faith. And I was like, wow, what does it take to amaze the Son of God. Just think about that for a minute, because amaze is like more than I can expect, isn't it? It's like, wow, that's incredible. Uh, and it turns out there's three times uh, that the word uh, amazed is used to describe Jesus in the, in the Gospels. Two of them uh, describe the same encounter, both about this centurion, uh, and then there's one other which I want us to, to look at today. So let's start with uh, the centurion's story. You can find this in uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 7, and also what I'm going to read from, from Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse 5. Uh, and Matthew records the encounter like this. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralysed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believe it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. Isn't this a wonderful encounter? The centurion's a Roman officer, not particularly high up. He's only a centurion, roughly uh, overseeing a hundred soldiers, hence the word centurion, century, which is a hundred. Uh, and but he but he understands his position of power and responsibility, that actually he does have people who have to obey his command. Uh, we, we read in Luke that he's been sympathetic to the Jews, he's helped build their synagogue, 
uh, and so is, is, is a man who is uh, intrigued by their faith at least uh, and here we see that he understands who Jesus is he understands what he's heard about Jesus that he can just say the word and his servant will be healed doesn't need to touch to see anything he understands that the, the, the power the authority that Jesus has uh, and so he comes to Jesus. In Luke it says he sends his servants to Jesus with the message, uh, but it's, it's the same, same encounter really. Uh, and Jesus is amazed at this centurion's faith. I wonder if he's amazed because he's not from, he's not from the Jewish background. He's a Roman, he's an outsider, he's not one of us. Although we know Jesus wouldn't be thinking like that, but the Jews certainly would. Uh, and Jesus is amazed at his faith. Isn't that a wonderful sentence? When Jesus heard the centurion speak, he was amazed. I have not found anyone in Israel, I haven't found any Jew with this great faith. And there's a bit of a knock, I guess, to the Jews at that time, to the Israelites at that time, of saying, you know, you're supposed to be the people of God, and yet the 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 greatest display of faith that I've found is from someone outside of you and that would have been difficult to hear but what was Jesus amazed by was he amazed that actually this idea of uh, uh, salvation being for everyone that God is for everyone is already trickling through society you know we, we read in the in the uh, letters of Paul about how the the Gentiles were uh, just as uh, freely available to to receive salvation as the Israelites and the Jews were because of Jesus is dying for the, on the cross for the whole world uh, and yet it wasn't really talked about at this stage uh, and uh, and so he sees this faith in the centurion is like wow this is this is so good this is amazing this is beyond what I was even hoping for and to to make the son of God's be amazed to be wow this is more than I could have hoped for is 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 mind-boggling to me it's fascinating isn't it now it's interesting that there's two examples of that uh, and then there's a third time that Jesus is amazed and again it's to do with faith uh, and this time it comes from Mark chapter 6 and Mark's chapter 6 uh, Jesus is teaching in his local synagogue on the Sabbath uh, and, and the people who hear what he's saying are amazed. It says those who heard him were amazed, but then they immediately turned to grumble because there was all this, uh, well, how did he get to hear of these things? It says, what's, what's this wisdom and how's it been given to him? Surely this is just the carpenter. Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon? Yes, he had lots of brothers, did you realize? Uh, and aren't his sisters with us? Jesus had stepsisters too. <laughs> Uh, and they took offence at him. And Jesus said to him, a prophet is not without honour except in his own town, among his relatives and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except, except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. <laughs> I mean, just couldn't do any miracles, but he did manage to heal a few on the side. Uh, in verse 6, he was amazed at their lack of faith. So we've got these two extremes. We've got the faith of the centurion amazing Jesus because it's so wonderful. And then we've got the faith of his local neighbours, 
his hometown, uh, which is so low that he can't believe how low it can get. He's amazed at their lack of faith. Uh, and it seems to me that the things that, that, that blows God away, blows Jesus away, is, is all about our faith in God. How much do we trust him? How much do we love him? How much do we depend on him? Uh, and it's not because we're, we're part of the, the established church, not because we're good Christians, not because we know him better than anyone. Those things, those credentials don't buy us anything with our Heavenly Father. It's about our faith and our trust and our outworking of our faith that he delights in. Uh, and so God isn't, I think we learn from this, Jesus isn't uh, amazed at the, the healings that go on by the disciples or the way the disciples teach or the way they gather people together or the way they bring people to him to be healed. None of that amazes Jesus. What amazes him sadly is when the people who should know him the best don't get it the people who've grown up with him don't understand and the disappointment of their lack of faith amazes him it's like you you of all people should get this why don't you get this and it's and there's a sadness in that amazement and then there's the opposite extreme, the beauty of the amazement in the centurion's faith. You're an outsider, you're not supposed to get this, but you even get it. You've got this, you understand what your heavenly father's about. You understand uh, that, that God is author and salvation, sal uh, savior of creation. You get it, and that's a beautiful thing to Jesus, and there's a beautiful amazement in that. So. The challenge for us in this is we want to bring delight to our Heavenly Father. We want to amaze him. And it's not about what we do. It's not about the jobs we do. It's not about the, the, the youth club that we run or the clever Bible study that we do or, or the miracles and the signs and wonders that God may choose to do through us. That's not about us. That's about him. But what amazes God is when we put ourselves out there for him, putting all our trust, all our reliance onto him. Lord, if you don't come through with this, I'm going to look a fool. That's what he's looking for. That trust, that, that expectation that he is going to work through those things. Uh, so let's do that. Let's, let's reclaim our total dependence on God and let's, ex let's live lives expecting him to perform miracles, to, 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 uh, to encounter us in our day-to-day -day living uh, and to work through us for his kingdom's sake and his glory's proclamation. It's not about what we do, it's about our dependence on him. Go for it. Mm -hmm.